Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, that was pretty. Yeah. These are nice. Uh, we are drinking mm, approximated French 75s with what I could find in our house. But, so, um, yeah. <laughs> you're only supposed to use lemon juice and simple syrup, which creates a like super concentrated version of lemonade but i just substituted just like straight up panera lemonade um so they're very gin forward and also prosecco and also prosecco instead of champagne instead of champagne because we po yeah i don't i don't have the money to buy champagne and if i did i wouldn't mix it with gin and lemonade no that's a point of gin and lemonade is <laughs> to make your is you're like what's well, like maybe not the best mm-hmm. but it's good i like it mm-hmm I'll drink it. And then we have a bottle of Prosecco on the floor so that as soon as we're done with these, we can refill. Right. But we did put it in like straight up wine goblets. Yeah. Uh, it was a bold choice. Well, because you were like, make me a double. And I was like, a double won't fit in like a champagne flute. That's mm. uh, true. But I, it, it's not exactly a double. It's a little less. Again, you're playing fast and loose with the rules here. Right. That's fine. Well, because I had to add more of the lemonade to get the lemon flavor. So it's like more liquid. You and then know. more gin to keep us drinky. No, I mean a regular amount of gin. Okay. But that's tasty. Mm-hmm. How's your week going? So far, so good. Um, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. It's Monday. <laughs> it could have been worse. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Our weekend was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to a baseball game with all our kids and each of our kids got to bring a kid honestly the best way i've ever yes. watched a baseball game yes uh, we, we had like some lawn seating i had a beer i also had a beer yeah and we, like all our kids were busy hanging out with their friends and therefore like not fighting with me or with each other no and it was brilliant yep um the only catch was they all brought money to spend on food uh some of their like life savings or whatever and then they couldn't accept cash anywhere so i had to go and buy them food but right, right i was like i'll buy you guys each a bucket of popcorn to split with your friend because mm-hmm. i got these tickets for free so like right spending 20 bucks on popcorn yes is, isn't the end of the world it's not bad it and it was because it was 650 for a large popcorn i it bought three a giant giant like kfc bucket of popcorn oh yeah it was it lasted mm-hmm. our kids some, some of them didn't even finish it. Yeah. So it was fine. Everybody was happy. And then uh, I allowed them, you know, well, I helped them, I guess, spend their money. Mm-hmm. They're like, here's like four bucks. Can we have some cotton candy? Absolutely. Right. I want to buy Dippin' Dots. And they're like, really? I'm like, okay. You don't get a lot of Dippin' Dots for you $4. Don't. For two more dollars, you could buy a beer. Indeed. So uh, not them, but I could. Mm-hmm. And that was, that would have been a better choice for me. But, yes. But that was fun. We did that. Um, and then, like, today, it's, like, all the scouting. Yeah. Um, 
kids go in all different directions. Our, yeah, Monday our, Monday is our scout day. Our assist, our son, our eldest is our as assistant patrol or assistant, assistant senior patrol leader. No, he's the assistant uh, senior patrol leader. No, he's the assistant scout, like the assistant kid scout master. Yeah, that's the senior patrol leader. Is that the senior patrol leader? Yeah. Okay. ASPL. Okay. So. Um, so, but his SBL has, is like on vacation for two weeks. So they're like, here's the deep end, jump on in. Right, right. Uh, we know you just got this job like yesterday, but here you go, man. So he was in charge of running the meeting today for his troop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I hung back there outside and I just kind of hung back and watched and some of the other dads were like, is that your kid up there running the, the mm-hmm. show? I'm like, yeah, it is. I'm like, you don't want to, I was like, no, he doesn't want me there. And I like. We're trying to respect, uh, their decisions. I was like, he's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him good job and ask him how it went and he'll tell me it was fine and I'll say I'm proud of you and we'll move on. But mm-hmm. he, he gets flustered if I'm there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and like, they want to be independent, which mm-hmm. is fine. I want them to be independent. Like, maybe they'll move out of my house someday, but like, does mm-hmm. honestly doesn't look promising, America. No, get but... your shit together, the rest of the world. <laughs> rest of the country, I should say. I think Norway's fine, but we're... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other places are fine. <laughs> yes. But, uh, no, nah, I, I feel like maybe, yeah, here in America, in the yeah. 21st century, we should just finish that basement. Yeah, we should. We totally should. It's never, it's never going to get cheaper. Nope. So, um, but no, nah, it was good. It's been a good week. Hopefully we'll... Uh, kind of level out we've got a couple of days of just kind of meh chillishness yeah yeah like uh tomorrow tomorrow is chill wednesday we might go to king's island again but that's king's island chill. is chill for me because i don't have to cook right and we just kind of walked around and chat like and we were just off our screens for a couple hours and mm-hmm. just having fun yeah living in the moment i kind of push it because it's like guaranteed two hours no screen time mm-hmm. and that everyone's gonna walk like three miles yeah, it's it's good. It's a good time. And then uh, Thursday, not much. Although I did realize I have to do some scouting work on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Mm. Yeah, I have to go to a Zoom meeting. So Exciting. Yeah, not hard. I'll have a beverage. Sounds good. Yeah, there'll be a beverage there and uh, listen to talk about popcorn. Right. And then our... Yeah. So if we show up to this there are certain benefits to have there are like bonuses bonuses if you're your key three mm-hmm. uh your cub master your treasurer your committee chair your popcorn colonel like right all go to all that to go this stuff. thing you can get little bonuses and spiffs and there so i i go and i'll be there and i'll right you just log in log in tune out because the the lady who does our popcorn has her shit together. That's good. That's and very helpful. It is. It is indeed. So, but anyway, so I do have that Thursday, but that's not that bad. Mm, okay. It'll be an hour. That's good. We'll still be able to talk. And then Friday, in. all of our kids are other places, and we have a date. We do. What have you planned? Have you planned anything? Is it a surprise? Um. Yeah, it's a surprise. <laughs> He says convincingly. I love surprises. I do too. I'm glad we'll both be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I hadn't really booked anything yet, but we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, 
I'll put on a push-up bra. It'll be like girls' night out. Yes. It'll be great. Yeah. Just take the girls out for Yeah. Every once in a while, they get to see people. I would as- assume, like, you would be like, it's a special night. I'm going super comfy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... No, I mean, honestly... You have nothing to prove. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the push-up bra comes out much more for, like, going out with other ladies than it does for going out with you. <laughs> I mean, there's a so, lot to unpack in that sentence. No. It's, I mean, you know. It's fine. I mean, you're just... You're showing off. Yeah. Where I'm like, I want to be fancy. Mm-hmm. Look at me with my 20-year-old boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, structural support that has to happen. <laughs> yeah. Also, I knew you at 20. Yeah, you did. You did. You're like, I remember those boobs fondly. And you're like, do you? They were They were, they were fine. They were good boobs. <laughs> they were much smaller than the current It's true. Set. It's true. So, but, uh, perky. Oh. Very pert. Thanks. So, uh, is that awkward that we're talking about that? I mean, maybe a little, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but we did watch a movie. We did watch a movie. Uh, this is actually a new bo- movie. It came mm-hmm. out uh, this weekend. So, this is... Brand new. Brand spanking new. Um, very exciting. Thank On you, Netflix. Netflix. For, it's for, a Netflix original. Yeah, thank you for the new content. We appreciate Everybody's down on Netflix, but, like, they're still making shit. Are people down on Netflix? Yeah, actually. Because, like, <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Because, you know, they were the first, and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were the first movers. They developed the whole concept of streaming television, really. Yes, like, yes. They developed and implemented it. Yeah. Better. Better but, and faster and more affordably. And when it first came out, like, they were amazing. They had mm-hmm. everything. But as things have kind of fractured into their own little universes, Netflix is kind of getting left high and dry. Right. We're like, oh, that's on Peacock now. Or that's on, like, the Canadian pop channel. Or, like, I have to subscribe to this, like, (laughs) K-drama, like, channel or whatever. Well, like, yeah, Paramount's got their own things. They took all their stuff. Time Mm -hmm. Warner put all their stuff on. Disney. uh, No, uh, HBO. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fox and Disney are all... Disney Plus or Hulu, mm-hmm. like we kind of, everybody's kind of gone to their own corners, and Netflix kind of got left high and dry in the middle because, like, they didn't really make a lot of stuff, but they've now focused more on like, you know, making their own things, and mm-hmm. some of it's good, some of it's crap. I mean, I like crap television almost more. Well, than like, really good television. Like, anytime you're like, it's prestige tef- TV, I'm like, I am not interested. Like, yeah. like prestige t- TV is like, go away. It is like sirens for me. It's like, well, I can't even be in the same but room. they made a new season of um, The Floor is Lava. Right. <laughs> and like that shit. And I'm like, I am here for this shit. <laughs> yeah, that shit's awesome. Uh, nailed it. They're doing really good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Stranger Things. I mean, still I've in never the zeitgeust. Seen, I've never seen Stranger Things, but I've heard good things about Stranger Things. I think it is uh, not for me, TM, because uh, I like sleeping at night. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm in season one right now. I've actually I started it. Yeah, nightmares. It is not your show. I would not, in any way, shape, or form, suggest that you watch this program. 
but I'm enjoying it because it's it's nerdy and sci-fi and like 80s. Yeah, I've heard I've heard good things. I do I do love an 80s throwback. There's like, that. Like, oh my god, kids with bikes. Yep, that's definitely a thing that happens. <laughs> so um it's it's been good. I've enjoyed it. It's I recommend it, but you would hate it. So mm-hmm. uh they're doing that. But they also like have a lot of kids programming. Mm-hmm. Which again Elf in the Room Disney Plus has a lot of kids programming because... But also, I think my children, during the pandemic, have seen all content that has been created. (laughs) Yeah, they're current. (laughs) They are up on it. Like, uh, the other day, uh, I was home alone randomly, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Queer Eye. Not because my kids aren't allowed to see it, but because they have already seen all of it twice. (laughs) Yeah. They're currently working their way through uh, Iron Chef Iron America. Chef. Iron Chef America. Uh, which I turned them on to thinking they would watch the Netflix. They Netflix has done another season of Iron Chef America. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, no, they're watching. They're like completists. They're like, we got to start at the beginning. And they're, I was like, you don't. You really don't need to see. There's not a cohesive narrative to this <laughs> program. You know, just some of their numbers increase. Right. And right. I'm I'm trying to pay attention to see if they actually are accurate. Because they're like, Morimoto is like... 60, 61 to... They had to count all of his Japanese seasons. 61 wins and 13 losses. And you're right. like, okay, well, then he won this one. Like, the next time he comes up, is he 62 wins and 13 losses? Or, like, are they just... Are they filmed in order and reported in order? Uh, they're just throwing out numbers. Right. 87% of statistics are made up on the spot. Mm-hmm. Truth. I've I've heard that statistic. <laughs> Only with different numbers. Right. But um yeah, so they're watching that. But like Netflix is doing the stuff. They're making kids programming a lot. And this one definitely feels like they went to their algorithm. They said, What shows have done really well? What's really popular? That we're about to lose to someone else. Mm-hmm. And they came up with how to train your dragon. Right. And they're like, we can do that. And also Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, there's yeah, it's a it's a crossover episode. <laughs> so in case you can't tell, this movie is How to Train Your Dragon with with Vikings. With uh, Viking pirates. With yeah, more with like seafaring pirates. Pirates. Not yeah, sorry, not Vikings. Vikings not Vi- was Vikings are legit in How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, they're all Vikings. What, they're all Vikings, but this is pirates. This is pirates. So it's not a bad thing. It's not bad. It knows what it is. It is an honest movie, and I appreciate... <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about um, various genres, is like, this movie knew what it was and did it well. Yeah, I feel that way about everything, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel that way about minivans. Yes! Yes. Don't bring me some washed-up, useless SUV. No. Where the say, doors fucking swing open? Are you kidding me? And, like, you can barely get to the, like, sacrificial back row. Mm-hmm. No, give me some shit with a full flat floor. Right. Like. I am both a minivan and a suburbs apologist. Yeah, they know what they are. <laughs> they know what they are. They know what they are and they do it well. They know it's on the tin. And, like, this media, you, like, it knows what it is. It is a knockoff. Mm-hmm. How to Train Your Dragon with Pirates. And it's fine for it. It is. So. It is. So it opens um, in an orphanage because, of course, no, it does. No. 
It opens earlier than that with a shipwreck. What, with the shipwreck? About this... It's like a single scene of this shipwreck and a little boy on the... On, on the, like a door. Yeah, like he had already thrown Jack off or something. Or Rose. Like, he kicked them both off. Good for him. And then he gets picked up by another ship. And then we're in the orphanage. Right, and this girl, Maisie, mm-hmm. uh, is telling the story. Yeah. And all she's getting, she's getting them all hyped up, uh, and the people who work at the orphanage are like, "Maisie, go to fuck the bed." Right, you can't be you can't be hyping up all of these orphans. They need to sleep. And Maisie's like, "Sleep is for the weak." <laughs> I see Maisie's play. Uh, and the people who work at the orphanage are like, "Maisie, don't have time for your bullshit, man." <laughs> like, like you are in the orphanage for hunter children, and the I, king and queen have done this so like when you disobey me you're disobeying them and you can tell that thought to her is just like fuck yeah treason (laughs) so is it an orphanage specifically for hunter children i believe so okay okay and so hunters are the ones who are hunting the sea beasts we find out that's the story she's reading right um and they live a great life and they die a great death they're like automatic heroes and revered in society. Right, because they're fighting these giant sea monsters. Right, because it used to be back in the day the sea monsters uh, were really bold and they came like all the way up to shore and they like plucked ladies out of their, uh, you know, vegetable patches. vegetable patches and like really it was a scourge on society and like we couldn't live our life. Um, but now. Now they've gone out and hunted the beast, and now we have international trade, and we have, like, all of this uh, great stuff uh, afforded by the hunters. Yep. and Because the hunters are so brave and so wonderful. And so, yeah, their whole capitalistic society pinches on the sacrifice of a few brave, exploited souls. Maybe not a few. Maybe a lot. Yeah, actually, uh, it seems like a lot. There's, like, seem- a whole infrastructure so seems supporting like a lot. orphans, so. yeah. Seems like maybe... A decent amount. Decent. The key is to get them to die before they have children. Mmm. So now we're talking about, like, younger... Yeah. That doesn't make it better. Oh, it sure does not. It sure does not. So, um... Then we jump back to a uh, ship. The mm-hmm. ship is the Inevitable. The ship is the Inevitable. Which, honestly, as ship names go. Not a bad ship name. I mean, if you put me in charge of naming ships, I would, it would be fucking terrible. It'd be like Princess Sparkle Pants. Bodie like, McBoatface. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. Yeah. That one's taken. Right. Um, right, of the Sparklefin Dynasty. Like the, it, That's the Columbus it, Zoo's penguins. It would be, 100%, it would be like Columbus Zoo Penguin yeah. level of... Look that shit up. Bananas. Uh, we my kids did. We went to the Columbus <laughs> Zoo and they met the guy who names the. He only names some of the penguins. Some of the penguins, <laughs> but he is responsible for the Sparkle Pants Dynasty names. Yes, and whatever you're imagining, the zookeeper who is responsible Truly for Sparkle, the most delightful human being He's in the world. Fabulous. I wish him nothing but like just. Just so much love and Sparkle Pants and yeah and Sparkle like he yeah. is brilliant. He spends all day cleaning up poop for minimum wage. Like, he deserves it. Let the man he, have his He joy. went to so many colleges <laughs> to clean up poop all day. Yeah, he's great. He was he was a lot of fun. But he was, like, holding a little, like, interview session. Mm-hmm. And my kids specifically were like, are you the one who names the penguins? And he's like, 
I don't. I named some of them. <laughs> I don't. I don't like to take full responsibility. I've named the Sparkle Pantses. Mm-hmm. Like they're our favorites. They're like, we love you. You're our favorite. So anyway, so we're back on the inevitable, and they are hunting a red tail, which is mm-hmm. a, apparently some species of species of sea monster. Yeah, and it's called the red bluster. So this has real. Uh, Moby Dick vibes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we've got the... Did you ever read Moby Dick? Yeah. Did you? No. No. It was an option. Uh, It was like, for summer reading, you can read, like, uh, Moby Dick or, like, what? uh, Pride and Prejudice? Portrait of an Artist as a Young Man. Oh, God. (laughs) That's what I did. That's what I read instead. Because I was like, I cannot with you, Moby Dick. Like, I think I read, like, a chapter of Moby Dick. And I was like, I'm fucking out. Like, give me... Give me where it's just like a guttural utterance for, like, 14 pages instead of this drivel. So you liked Ulysses. Uh, you know. I did it. Um, <laughs> but... Finne- no. Finnegan's Wake. Finnegan's Wake. Also that. Uh, no, we read that during the school year. Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of our required readings. It was one of the things that, like, co- my teacher could have done, but mm-hmm. we did other things. We It was the book and the concept that introduced me or the, the teacher and the book that introduced me to the concept of toxic masculinity. Aww. Like, she really brought that out. She's like, these people are fucking trash. <laughs> like, Everyone in this book is terrible and you should not desire to be anyone. Um, 90% of the tragedy in this book could have been solved by, like, conversations and maybe some therapy. Right, some good communication. And like, and being like, you can't always get what you want. The Rolling Stones wrote a whole song about it. Yeah, I mean, Mick Jagger could. He was fucking Mick Jagger. <laughs> he was fucking Mick Jagger. So like, maybe, maybe you see Captain in the eighteen or seventeen hundreds, right? Are going to fail to get what you want as well, right? And if you try, sometimes you just might find you get what you need. Indeed. Um. But anyway, so they're about to pursue this. This red bluster, their their Moby Dick, their white whale, mm-hmm. which is a red monster. Confusing. Right. right control, control C, control P. <laughs> yeah. Uh, control F, replace. <laughs> right. But they um they figure out that there's a ship behind them, and it's another hunter ship, mm-hmm. and it's in danger. Like it's being it's attacked. It's being attacked by not the not the monster they're going after, but a different monster. Right. And so they're like. Ah, fuck. We gotta this go. guy. Yeah, and the captain is like, I need to go chase my white whale. Mm-hmm. I need to go after the red bluster. And the first, well, it's not the first mate. It's one of the other guys on there, Jacob. Mm-hmm. is like, no, nah, man, we got a code. Right. We we have to, if we're not here for the other hunters, like. The other hunters won't be here for us. Right. One, the other hunters won't be here for us. And two, it's the right thing to do. And we are like a ship full of honorable Men and women. Like, mm-hmm. we we do the right thing. Bravely, have, you know. If a hunter doesn't have his honor, he vigor. doesn't have anything, you know. And so there's, again, shades of maybe Pirates of the Caribbean here. Mm-hmm. You know, with the Pirate's Code. Yeah, a little bit. Um, So he manages to break through the captain, and captain's like, fine. Fine. I'll, let's go hunt that. Let's go help that idiot hunter over there, and let's... Save them. And so there's a pitched battle um, with the monster that's fighting the uh, the other ship. Right. And they're able to save it. Also, um, 
I'm pretty pleased about the diversity on this ship. I am very pleased. Right. There are ladies who are, like, in charge, doing work. There are many, like, men and women of color. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, okay. Is the guy in charge still a white dude? Yes. Yes. But is he flawed? But is... (laughs) Also yes. Also yes. (laughs) So, you know, he's not just, like, a paragon of greatness. Also, like... We're going to meet other power structures here that are very flawed, so, like, I'm okay with it, somewhat. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyway, so this attack is bonkers, because at one point, they, like, tie themselves to the side of the ship and lean over this, like, railing with, like, harpoons, and they're like, oh, fuck, this isn't going to work, and have to, like, scramble back up. Right. And this thing has, like, tentacles, and it's knocking the ship over. Right, and the tentacles split and can, like, grab shit. It's wild. The creature design on this is... It's pretty great. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, honestly, it is. Like, because at, at first, you know, you see tentacles, you're like, oh, we're doing this. It's like a giant octopus. Oh, like a kraken. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no, it kind of goes in a completely different direction. This thing's armored. But they end up, you know, shooting with cannonballs, and then that cracks the carapace, and they're able to shove, like, harpoons into it. Right, but to... they have to get it in just the right little fractures of the uh, armored... outer exoskeleton so like there's different stages to it and it ends up with this giant you know monster jumping out of the water and exposing its belly Mm -hmm. and the captain who is in fucking sane (laughs) takes a running leap off the ship and jabs a harpoon into the like soft underbelly of this monster right and kills it yes and as it's sinking, pulls out a fucking saw <laughs> to cut off its horn. Right, because if you don't bring the horn back, it's not proof that you killed the monster. Right. You got you gotta have it like a It's it's the trophy. It's the trophy. It's, it's well and also it's it's your receipts. It's your pelt. It's your receipts, yeah. Where you're like, I killed this thing. And you're like, great. Like, back in the day when it was like, all right, so if you bring in four beaver pelts, you can have a dollar or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like, only a lot more lucrative. I fucking hope. I fucking hope. So he's cutting this horn off and getting ready to float back up to the top. He has amazing breath control. Maybe they train for that. Maybe on their off days when they're not, like, monstering, they just, it, it is just, like, synchronized swimming training. Yes. <laughs> Where they're like, smile. Do you ever do the thing where when you're under, when a character's underwater, you try to hold your breath just for as Uh, long as they're underwater? No. No, because I would be dead. Yeah. Finding Nemo fucking killed me. (laughs) Their fish, it doesn't count. They're breathing the whole time. (laughs) But I do, like, sometimes I do that Mm -hmm. and you realize, like, there's no way. This is a real long time. This is a four minute scene. This is like a Michael Fett Phelps level of like breath control. And they're also like sawing off a horn. Right. Right. Or like people who play the piccolo. Also, they have good breath control. Yeah. But anyway, as he gets the horn off and is getting ready to swim up, like one of the tentacles grabs him. Right. Because the monster is still alive-ish. Alive-ish. And like is pulling him down to the depths. And you like just kind of see his face and he's just kind of like, well, this is my day, you know. This is this is how it goes. This is this is the end of Captain Crow. <laughs> Captain Crow. And then the next 
thing he kind of comes to like you see like the like hazy vision resolving okay. and you hear captain crow captain crow oh he's alive and like yeah he's on the deck and like just kind of waking up from near drowning and he's surprisingly fine like you just get up from that and walk off uh, i've never drowned no no i have never drowned um but like not doing it for research no no truly like the most horrifying way to die mm-hmm. i mean pursued by clowns no no and running into a grizzly nope i mean at least that's quick no like at least like you can breathe the whole time like can you though yeah no i can't i can't like i'm you can breathe around clowns i'm yeah <laughs> I can breathe around clowns. That's something you got on me. I am, uh, I find clowns much less unsettling than most regular people. I had a bad experience. Uh, did you? Did a clown kill your mom <laughs> that one time? <laughs> you, we don't joke about that, Lisa. We don't. Um, Rest in peace, Ma. No, it, your mother is not dead, and uh, she was not killed by clowns. But <laughs> I... I know it is, like, a regular adult thing to be, like, so unsettled by clowns, and it is not, it is not a problem for me. Like, can I not watch Stranger Things because I will have, like, truly the most horrific nightmares? Yes. <laughs> but, like, but do, I cl can. But do clowns bother me? No. <laughs> Except for the episode with the clowns. I'm fine. Yeah. Is there an episode with the clowns? Hashtag Hashtag at me, I will skip that episode. Yes, tell me what episode it is with the clowns, and I'm like, just going to skip that season, just in mm -hmm. case. But anyway, um, he wakes up, he looks over the edge, and just realizes the the red um, the red bluster is getting away. Mm -hmm. The monster he killed was there, but... Yeah, he'll get some, you know... He'll get some come up Points for that, but not, not enough. Thing. So... And they can't pursue it because their ship is too damaged. Oh, it's trash. From the, from the first, you know. From the first monster. Monster. So we cut to below decks. The crew's getting bandaged up and patched back together. Jacob is our, he was the hero of the fight. Mm -hmm. Like, um, the captain definitely got the death blow. But, like, if it were not for Jacob, most of the crew would be dead. Right, the ship right. would be a he wreck. Is, he is both the strategic um, center and the morale boost that everyone needs. Like, he is the one who's like, come on, this is like, we've come here for a fight and today's our day. You know, like. Yeah, he's getting the troops rallied. He's he's, But he's also in the thick of it. Like, mm -hmm. he's not the guy that's yelling from the top. No, he's, he's not yelling from the top. Like, he is with you. Yeah, he's beside you, handing you a spear and grabbing one for himself. Like, he's. Yeah. He's a he's a good leader. Mm -hmm. And so he's getting patched up and everybody's kind of mumbling that they let the Red Bluster get away. And he's defending, like, we did the right thing. Like, yeah. we did what we, we needed to do. We, sa we saved other hunters and we also killed this thing. So it's not like we're coming away empty. We're going we're gonna to go back to town. We're going to get our money from, you know, this one. We'll repair a ship. And then we are, like, set and sail. Yeah. For this red bluster. We know we know where it is, like or where it's been, and like we see you. No, we're on its trail, man. We got this. Right. And they're all like We yeah. are the inevitable. Yeah, exactly. And as he's giving the speech, the captain like someone walk the first mate, um Sally? Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Sharp. Sarah Sharp bust in and is like, Captain wants to see you, Jacob. And he's like, 
And everybody kind of gives him the look of the guy that's been summoned to the principal's office. Mm-hmm. And he's like... There was practically a, ooh. Yeah, and he's like, oh, fuck, what did I do? Like, you could see him, like, replaying the past 24 like, hours. I was great. Everything's great. And the captain like, was is great. it? Is it great? I was like, what did I fuck up? Like, and so he goes to the captain's... Um, chambers. Chambers. And captain basically admits, um, yeah, I came to face-to-face with my own mortality, and it shook me. So, just so we're all clear, when I'm dead, and mark my words, I'm gonna be dead, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be you'll the captain. The well, also, it's like, once I get the red bluster, like, I'm gonna retire. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna live a quiet life in Barbados. With all of my riches. <laughs> um, uh, you know, yeah. like... It, it really has the vibe of, like, the next battle with the Red Bluster is my last battle. Right. It'll be my last. Either I will die bringing it down. Die a good death. Or um, or I'll retire. But, like, this, is, this is a young man's game, and I'm truly, like, a 67-year-old man. I'm wrecked. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, my daddy was the captain of the inevitable... His daddy was the captain of the captain of the inevitable. His dad was the captain of the inevitable. Right. Also, I forgot to have children. Yeah, it turns out I, I got was like, something. I don't know that you forgot. I'm pretty sure you could put out a call to like neighboring islands and be like, so and be like, where are my bastards at? And like, they will come to you. At least somebody. <laughs> like, might not be truth. But he says, but he talks about uh, Jacob. He's like, ever since I saw you in that shipwreck, I knew you were different and you were special. Right. You had like a fire in your belly, whatever. And that's right. Jacob is the kid from the opening Jacob scene. Jacob is the kid from the opening scene. This is the only like real acknowledgement we kind of get of what the fuck that opening scene was. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a swing and a miss. But like, here we are. Right. And you've always been my son in spirit. And, now, I will, and I will be delighted to turn the ship over to you. Mm-hmm. So, cool. We cool. go to port. So now we got some real stakes. Yeah. So we go to port. The captain, you know, the, the first mate and like another guy there. The old, <laughs> he's like an older guy. Some other I guy. <laughs> I don't even know his name. But um, Sarah stands up. She's like, hello, we're here. We've got a horn. We're going. The captain's going to go see the king and the queen to get our bounty for the horns. But also, we're going to get fucking drunk. Yeah. So everybody drinks Everyb- on us. Everybody drinks on us. Like we we got this horn. We're going to be here a couple days while we repair the ship. Like let's get fucked up. They use the literal word debauchery. <laughs> they do. They do. And I was like really interested in how I was going to explain that to my kids, but they forgot they, to ask. They did not ask. I did not get into it. But they immediately get to the drinking. Mm-hmm. And I assume the whoring, but this is a kid's show, so. Right. Right. I hope their whores are well paid. I hope so. And consensual. And, you know, like, I don't shame sex work. No, it's work. It's work. So much work. God, I don't want to do it. No. Like, sure. There's so many jobs I want to do. I don't want to teach. I don't want to do sex work. I Yeah. No. Like, no. I would teach before I would do sex work. Like, and that is... I'm thinking about it. I know. It's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard choice. Well, first off, I 
think I would be more willing on the sex work, but I think we would start. There's just not the demand. You would need to, like, get yourself into a gym. You would need to get, like, a Marvel trainer. You would only be able to have, like... Chris Pratt's trainer. Yeah, 200 calorie snacks. God, no. You would only talk about, like, how... What you like lifted and what you could eat oh, at like Cal two Penn o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, I used to be real fun and interesting. Now I just talk about my reps. No. But anyway. So, but they get to the business and mm-hmm. they're drinking. And this is where Massey jumps back into our story. Yeah. And she tracks down Jacob. Is like, hey, aren't you Jacob? Didn't you kill four monsters in two days? And he's like... No. You can't believe everything you read in books. Like, half that shit is made up. It was five. And it was five. And she's like, oh my gosh. And she, like, just follows him around like a total fangirl. Right, right. And she's like, oh my god, I'm so excited. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a hunter, too. Like, my parents died uh, hunters in the monarch. And, like, they... And, and he was like, well, they were heroes. And he was... She's like, damn straight. They were yeah, heroes. Of course. Like, Everyone knows they're heroes. Right. But I want to be a hero. I well, want to live a great life. I want to die a great death, just like they did. And you can see him having a and moment he's like, of like you're whoa, whoa, whoa. seven. Like Your great life is like you got getting an extra Reese's cup for lunch. Like Right, you got some time. Like you don't need to live so fast. Right. And so he ends up grabbing her and like shoving her and he's like, So where are you from? And she's like, Well, I'm in this like Orphanage for hunter kids. This lame ass orphanage, but I escaped because I'm like crafty. And I'm gonna come down. And I'm gonna join your crew. And he's like, "No, your horses." Like, I don't think so. I was, I was tolerating you. I was humoring you. But now, now I'm stopping. We're done. You. She's like, but like at your age, you'd already been in like 16 battles, and like by page 92, you know, of the, my book, you were this. He's like, listen. You come with me, you're not making it a page fucking 92. Like, you're going to die at page four. So, like, how about we get you back home? And she's like, no. No. I'm going to go ask the captain. Because, like, you're... What authority do you have? And he's like, I have authority. And she's like, are you the captain? He's like, I'm the almost captain. He's like... Oh, you have almost authority. I have almost authority. So, like, I'm going to go talk to the person who can really make a decision. And he's like... Cool. Let's go find him. And she, he just like picks her up by the scruff of her neck mm-hmm. and then throws her in the back of this carriage. He's like, hey, you heading up to the, the orphanage? She, the driver's like, aye. He's like, don't let her out till you're till you there. there. And flips her a coin. She's like, aye. And just takes off. Right. And she's like, you're supposed to help people. He's like, I am helping people. I'm saving your life. Which honestly, he fucking is. Uh-huh. Like, that was the right move. And... He goes back into the bar, and the next thing we see is him waking up at the back of a cart with Sarah. Right. And they're both obviously... I mean, Sarah is way more together than he is. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's got a little but, bit... But, like, maybe we don't, have, we don't have her POV as much. Yeah, like, she she's always a kind of stoic character. Right, her hat's down over her eyes. Her, her hat is down over her eyes, and she's not, like, making eye contact with the sun. Mm-hmm. But Jacob is obviously like, dear oh, lord, <laughs> why is the world so loud? Right, right, and I drink so much. I'm never gonna drink that much again. Till tomorrow. Till tomorrow. Uh, and... They're on their way to see the king. Mm-hmm. And they roll up and the king and queen beat the captain and Sarah and Jacob. And they're like, 
Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You you killed a monster. Appreciate. It's great. Here's your monies. Here's your money. But I'm really disappointed that you didn't pursue the red bluster. And they're like, well, we had the code. We had to go help the hunter in trouble. They're like, fuck the code. Your job is to kill monsters. Right. That's what that's what you get paid for. That's what we need. It's probable they would have killed the monster. Sure, they would have lost some people. They would have died a good death. Whatever the fuck. Like, our culture is fine with a couple of deaths. <laughs> Obs. <laughs> you should have gone off the red bluster, killed that, and then we would have a whole different situation. And Captain Crow is like, yeah, listen, easy for you to say from your, like, palace. From your high horse, yeah. But, like, down in the shit, we made the right choice. And they're like, well, you might have made the right choice, but we're making the right choice now. Let me introduce you. Right. To to our, the captain of our armada. And the newest ship, the way overcompensating. Pretty much the name of the ship. Do you remember what the ship is called? Um, the Interceptor? The something? It's something. It starts with an I, but I, I don't recall it right now. Imperious or something like that. It's right. It's a big boat. It's a big it boat. a really big boat. It's got a bunch of... Um, so it's like in the harbor and Captain Crow is like... I mean, that ship that ship sits too low, like all those cannons are not movable, like, you know, it, it it's too high of a center of gravity, like blah 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 blah. And its captain is an ass. And his captain is an ass. They say ass in this they movie. They do, like twice. Yeah, it happens. And my kids are like, oh <gasps> scandalized. I'm like, you've seen all the fucking Marvel movies. <laughs> Usually that is their justification of like, I can watch this movie, I saw Iron Man three. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, you did see Iron Man 3. There's, like, at least one F word in every, like, PG-13. At least one. They, got they like, paid for it. They got to use it. I get it. Um, But they're like, and the King and Queen are like, arrest that man. Like, you're under arrest. You're being the worst right now. And, like, the guards are kind of like, I'm not sure if I want to be the first guy to touch that man, because he will kill at least three of us. Right, he is like on like a hair trigger. Like this man does not give a fuck. Like, and also his first mate, right. she's fucking lethal too. You didn't really, you didn't tell us what to do with her, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Right, so Sarah Sharp at any time has like 45 knives on her body. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's fucking awesome. Wild. And also this Jacob kid, like, he can hold his own in a fight. So, like... Right, right. Like, do we really want to... Do we really want to step in this right now? And... But Jacob is the one who's like, everybody calm the fuck down. <laughs> Stand down, everybody. How about we just turn this into a bet? Right. So here, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will go, us hunters. You said the hunter's, hunter's life is over. And we're, like, moving on to a new, like, whatever. Yeah, new era. New era. So, uh, so yeah, we'll both go out. Mm-hmm. Like our ship will go out, the hunter, hunter ship will go out, your ship will go out, and if a hunter gets the um, what is it, the red something, the red bluster, the red bluster first, we will continue to do our hunting, and everything will be fine. If the armada ship gets it first, then like we will step down and reintegrate into society as like I don't know, seamstresses like. I guess that's that's a whole They're level. Shutting a whole industry. You're shutting down a whole industry, like the job creation you have to do. Yeah, this seems very short sighted. It does, but but here we are. 
Well, I mean, maybe they'll just get jobs. Like, this is get a prototype. Get jobs in the Armada. Yeah, you'll just, they'll become hardworking, upstanding naval men. Right. And with right, and right. Sarah's case and others. Mm-hmm. And the king and queen are like, fine, put your money where your mouth is. Let's do it. Do right, this. and for us, it's win-win. We'll get the red bluster either way. Right. They have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. So the ship gets finished, repaired, I guess in a hurry. Right. So they can get the fuck out of there. Uh, and everybody's on deck. Captain announces their mission. They're going after Red Bluster. They've got to beat this other ship. Those guys are pansies anyway. Like Right, right. They all wear like fancy coats and like medals. And they're like, that's bullshit. Yeah, we have scars and like. <laughs> we're way, way more tough. And so, like, we're going to do it. By the way, this is my last mission. After this, Jacob's your new captain. And everybody's, like, super cool with that. Right. And they're like, that's cool. Jacob's a cool guy. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of, like, it should have been me. Like. Even Sarah's like, no, no, that makes sense. Yeah, even Sarah's like, that's cool. I didn't want the captain job. It's too much work. Well, so there's a couple people. So Sarah Sharp's the first mate. There's Mm -hmm. another person who's running around screaming at people, like another woman. Right. Who I the did red-headed not, lady. Red-headed lady mm-hmm. who basically barks the orders and, like, she's like the helmsman woman. Right, right. Uh, he'll tell her the general order of what to do and she breaks it down into the specifics of what each person needs to do and she's very loud. Yes. And she's, well, I mean, that's how you do it. You just scream at people like, hey, take that sail down, put that sail up, like, tilt the mast a little bit. Right. And all the captain tells her is, like, veer starboard. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, specifically how to veer this giant ship starboard is this. Yeah. Um, and so neither of them seem upset about that, but also they're fucking good at their jobs. Like they probably recognize the fact that like Jacob is, he's a, he's got good navigation skills, but he also knows how to ask people to help. Mm -hmm. He's good with the crew. He's good with the goals. Right. He's been in the thick of it. So it's not just like this person who doesn't understand your job telling you how to do your job. Yeah. And he understands also. You say veer to starboard and let her do the job. You say, hey, get the crew together, and Sarah Sharp gets the crew together. Right, right. It's not going to micromanage me. Right. And so they seem cool with it. And so, of course, they tap a couple bottles of brew. And as they're tapping a bottle, or a keg, rather. Mm -hmm, To celebrate. One of them says, ow. Which is not a sound you usually hear from a keg. No. You should not. You should not hear anything. Because that keg is not full of beer. It's full of messy. Right, right. So, excuse me, Maisie stowed away. Yeah, as a bot, a keg of beer. Uh, yeah, as a keg of beer. I don't know what her whole plan was if, like, this didn't happen earlier. I mean, she. I'm sure she was like, Hunter's fucking drink. Like, I got, like, two days max. Like. Fair enough. Um, you know, I, I smuggled a bunch of apples in my petticoat. Like, I don't know. But she's there, and... Instantly is like, you know, she's like, you're Sarah Sharp. You're Captain Crow. You're Jacob. I already talked to you and you're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) She knows everybody. And the captain's like, I like this one. She's full of vinegar. Reminds me a lot of you, Jacob. He's like, you never fucking say that. No. And Jacob's like, well, we got to take her back to port. And I was like, nope, too late now. We blow our lead. Captain's like, she stays. Like, we we can't afford to take her back now. So... Right, and Maze is like, looks like you're not making decisions, Mr. Almost, Captain. And he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, like fuck you. 
<laughs> and then Captain's like, Sarah, she's with you. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense. Like, Sarah is a lady. Sarah is a lady. She has her own quarters, so, mm-hmm. like, it would be a good, safe place to put a young right. lady. Right. She's a child. Yes. And, um... Yeah, so, so Sarah has, like, bunk beds, but the top bunk is just full of swords and pistols. And so she's gotta, like, clear up her <laughs> and shit. she's gotta move all these weapons and be like, you can sleep here, let me move all my weapons. And she's like, by the way, if you cause any problems for the captain, I will fucking end you. She's like, oh yeah, you're Sarah Sharp. You're the most loyal first mate ever. She's like, fucking yeah. And again, I will end you. Period. Right. Do not fuck this up for me. So. Uh, but she was like, but you're going to need a knife. Like, here's a, this little tiny baby knife. Yeah. She's like, don't you think I need a bigger knife? And she was like, no. <laughs> like You don't. Like, here's a tiny knife. Like, like Sarah Spart- Sorry, you have, like, a broad sword, like, on your back. Like, please. You have you have other bigger knives. And she's like, no. No. no I'm you, not sharing my get, nice knives. You get this baby knife. I also feel like it was literally, like, a steak knife that she used to cut her dinner. Like, right. It was, like, it was a Swiss Army knife. Like, it was not her favorite knife. It was not. So, she gives it to her. And as soon as that happens, there's, like, a groaning. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, is that the bluster? it could be the bluster. Like, could we be so lucky that we got it right away? And so Massey's up on deck looking for it. And Jacob Caesar's like, oh, fuck no. Right. You stay in the quarters and you stay there. Like, that is your one job. Right. To not not die. Like, get under the quickly. And on deck, they're like firing cannons at this thing. The monster dives off the side. Uh, And then they throw spears, like harpoons, onto the monster to... Mm To break up the, like, uh, exoskeleton armored well, no. skin? So they're they're tied off to the ship. Mm-hmm. So this was a, this was a thing from um, Moby Dick. Whale hunting. And whale hunting, I guess, in general. They would throw a harpoon and then make the whale just drag um, whatever boats the they had. Yeah. And it would just wear it out. Yeah. Because the idea is, you know, a, a whale in its strength is, you don't want to fuck with that. Right, you're going to wait it out. So, but if you can tire it out and just wear it down, mm-hmm. then you then can... Then you can kill it. Then you can kill it a little easier. So that's their plan. They, but they're using the whole fucking boat on this thing, because the red bluster is huge. Yes, it's ginormous. And so, it starts dragging them, but then it starts turning in a circle and making a whole whirlpool... Mm-hmm. And the force is incredible. Like, the ship is starting to break up. Like, the mast is cracking. Right, and all of the ropes connecting the harpoons are breaking. And so Massey freaks out and starts cutting the ropes. And the captain's like, listen, you fucking don't do that. If you do that, I will, like, I will end you personally. Right, and she's like, but we have to cut our losses. All of these people will die. Like then they'll die a fine death. Then they'll like, die a great death. Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm not a hunter." Turns out, I don't want to <laughs> die a great death. I had not yet lived a great life. Like, right, right. This this is fucking stupid. And she um ends up cutting the lines, mm-hmm. and when that happens, like the line snaps in her. And, and Jacob sees her. And does not stop her. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The captain's like, stop that girl. Jacob runs up to stop her and then realizes, like, 
this captain's fucking insane. He's going to kill us all. Right, we're all going to die. And in a crisis of moment, like, faith in the moment, he doesn't stop Massey. So when she cuts it through, he and her both get, like, launched off the ship mm-hmm. and into the water. And, um... Are they in, like, a dinghy? Well, they kind of, like, come up into a lifeboat. Yeah, they come up and they they climb on a dinghy pretty quickly. And the bluster has kind of sailed off, maybe. The ship is kind of at calm. And the captain is pointing a gun directly at Massey. And is like, bring me that girl. And, you know, he cost him his livelihood. He cost... Mm-hmm. She cost him his everything, his whole goal. But if his whole ship went down... How is he going to get it? Well, it doesn't matter. He's doesn't dead. matter. Like, He's dead. He needs to die a hero. He needs to die They're a like, great You death. go out there and swim, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. And so he's yelling at Jacob to bring him the girl. Mm-hmm. And Jacob's like, no, 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 no. I see where this is going. Right. You need to like calm the fuck she, down. She did the right thing. And like, you need to calm down. She's also like seven. So even if she did the wrong thing... Graded on a curve. She's seven. She's seven. And you're the one who said that we didn't have time to turn back and put her back in the orphanage where she belonged. So, like, so like this is on you. A little bit on you. And as they're trying to figure it all out, all of a sudden, the red bluster jumps up from the water and consumes the dinghy they're in mm-hmm. and splashes down and sails away. And, like, swims away. And everybody on the boat's like, the fuck? Oh, shit. Jacob just got eaten. Right. We all like that guy. Yeah, and, like, he was a good guy. We didn't hate the girl. I mean, the captain's got an issue at the moment, but, like, honestly... Right, right, you know. She was a seven-year-old girl. Like, she didn't deserve to go out like that. And then we're in the monster. Right, so Jacob and, uh... Massey. Massey? 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 I don't know. Are in the mouth of the monster. And they're like, what do we do now? And he's like, I don't know. I've actually never been eaten by a monster. Turns out. like, <laughs> Turns out it's something that I've managed to successfully avoid for a while because seems terrible. Seems terrible. And uh, Massey's curious um, about what's about to happen. And Jacob's like, I don't fucking know anything about these. I kill them. I don't study them. That's the whole fucking point of Right, hunters. right. And she's like, well, I mean, if we're eaten, we'll probably die of like stomach acid. That seems terrible. <laughs> He's like, yeah, fair point. So Jacob's kind of looking around. He's like, by the way, there's like a little bit of light. I'm going to go explore that. So he like ties a rope around his waist mm-hmm. and starts going on. He's like, I'll tug on the rope if you should come to me or like I'll come back to you either way. Like, right, we'll right. It out. And so he goes exploring. Ends up, Maisie immediately goes exploring. Well, like, like does not wait for him. She at sees all. like maybe what could be a tug on the rope, and is instantly like, "Yep, that's me." Mm. It ties herself to the rope and follows along. And she catches up to him, and they're sitting at like a portal window. Yes, looking out into the ocean. Right, they can see the whole ocean. It turns out to be the red bluster's like left nostril. Right, it's a nasal cavity, so they must have nasal cavities like lizards have eyes, where they have like that extra film. Yeah, that can close it off. Because mm-hmm. they can sit there and just kind of like watch the world go by. Right, they're like this is amazing. They're like this is actually kind of cool, and then like. The Red Bluster, like, pulls up on this island, like, oh, there's land. 
there's air, like, this is our moment. fuck yes. Like, get me out of this, you know, sea onto some island. Yeah, so, like, Jacob uses his harpoon and, like, scratches the inside of the bluster's nose, which, of course, would make it sneeze. Right. It's like pulling your nose hair. Right, and so it sneezes out. Uh, Jacob and Maisie. Well, it sneezes up Jacob first. Maisie somehow manages to, like, hold on. Like, the, the harpoon gets, like, sideways, but they're, like, still tied together. And, like, there's this whole, like, this scene is way too long. <laughs> where yes. they're yes. both hanging from ropes and swinging and doing some Cirque du Soleil shit. Mm-hmm. Um, in and out of this monster's nostril. And it ends up with the monster kind of, like, looking at Maisie and, like, Maisie tilts her head, and the monster tilts its head, and then Maisie tilts her head the other way, and the monster tilts its head the other way, and Jacob is still in the mode of, like, gotta kill the monster, and Maisie's like, I think there's more to the monster than just Right, where they seem pretty intelligent. So she tries to save the monster from Jacob, which all she has to do is, like, keep him from stabbing it with a knife, with a harpoon. Right. And she successfully does so, and they end up, like, both of them crashed onto the beach. And James is making, like, one more run for it, and Red Bluster just, like, splashes, like, a basic tsunami at them. Mm-hmm. And then it swims off. And, and well, walks off into the jungle. Yes. Because it can, like, do a seal walk on its flippers. Mm-hmm. And Jacob's like, okay, first off, that's new. Like, didn't know that was an option. Also, why the fuck wouldn't you let me kill it? And Maisie's just like, I think... I don't know. She seems cool. Like, she was trying to protect me, I think. Like, it feels weird. I don't know. We had a vibe, man. We were, like, vibing. And Jacob's also like, why the fuck are you calling it she? It's a knit. She's like, no, it's a she. Like, respect pronouns, man. Like, how do you know it's a she? I don't know. Like, it is? Yeah. Yeah. And they're, like, arguing, and then they're like, okay. Jacob's like, alright, time out. I want to, like, pick this argument up, but also, we're on an island of fucking monsters. Right. We need to get our shit together. We need to find some, we need to find some shelter. We need to find some food. Like, we need to survive the night, and then I can argue with you. Yeah. And so they find a cave, which is actually, like, a giant conch shell. Mm-hmm. Um, they find some fruit to eat. Uh, and Massey's, like, having a whole moral crisis about, like, we've been killing monsters, but, like, maybe they're not, like terrible maybe we're the monsters we're killing them in their home like we came to their sea where they lived and like started like throwing the harpoons and shit and like maybe that's not maybe maybe they're just acting in self-defense maybe we started this war he's like yeah but like all of these are you pulling out all these heroes and she's like well you could maybe be a hero and still be wrong and he's like i don't like that like it just I don't want to think too hard about that. That that is the central tenet of this movie is you can be a hero and mm-hmm. still be wrong. We have a brief moment where we kept up catch up with the inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's taking on water, needs repairs, and um the captain's like, We're gonna go to Muckish Island. And everyone's like, This is a terrible idea. You know who's there, right? And he's like, Yeah, I know. Like, you know it's dishonorable to deal with her, right? I fucking know, but Right, like, like we're hunters, we don't need this. Yeah, we gotta go do what we gotta do. And he's like, I'm desperate. And so we wake up the next morning in the giant conch shell. Jacob's asleep and Massey's awake. Mm-hmm. And there's a small, like, glowing blue 
puppy thing in Jacob's bag. He had gone out to look for food, and he brought this back, so evaluate as you will. He thought it was food? Uh, And Massey's obviously, like, just instantly smitten with this thing, like, oh my gosh. Oh my god, it's a pet! And honestly, it is pretty cute. It's it's very cute. They did a good design. It'll make a nice plushie somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's scared and runs off. So Massey has to chase him. And they end up, like, in this weird, like, kind of nest area. There's, like, all these, like, breakable shells on the ground. Yes, yes. And Jacob comes up and finds her. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, she's like, oh, I had to chase Blue. That's his name. And, like, you named him? He's dinner. You can't name him. Well, he says, what are you doing? She's like, first off, she's like, anything, I'm afraid anything I tell you is going to make you mad. He's like, yeah, probably. But, like, what the fuck are you doing? And, um, Jacob, like, sneaks into the middle to pick her up and, like, grabs the puppy by its face and just, like, chucks it over the the tree line. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're getting out of here. Like, I'm pretty sure whatever this is is it's not It's bad. Good. Yeah, it's bad. And as they sneak out, he steps on one of the shells and then, like, that causes him to, like, stagger backwards and step on another shell and another shell and another shell and another thing. And these, like, little yellow armored They're like slugs. giant larvae. My kids are like, oh my god, they're so cute. And I was like, they're not cute. They look like giant larvae. And they start screaming. And so Jacob and Massey have to run away. And these things follow them. And they're like, Jacob's like, no way, this is a good thing. Like, right. this is bad. And Massey's like, maybe they responded to us. Like, we're the first thing they saw. So maybe they're, it's like geese. We're like, the first thing they see... They think they're the parents, and he's like, I don't want to be the parents to a bunch of, like, murderous right. monster uh, larvae. Also, I'm very worried about the monster parents. Yeah, like, <laughs> like actual mom is going to be really mad at us. And so they get to the beach and are trying to run away, and, like, this giant big thing comes stomping out of the woods. This is a giant yellow monster. Mm-hmm. Matches the larva. And most of the larvae are like, oh, that's really Bob. Oh, and yeah. Double cool, back. Cool. But, like, one is stuck to Jacob's back, and you don't really notice it until they're mm-hmm. in the boat. And Massey hits up, like, grabbing it and just, like, throwing it at Mom. And Mom's like, cool, got them all. I see you. She's like, sorry. And so they get in the boat, and they're, like, trying to paddle out. And they're like, oh. Oh, that was close. <sighs> and then. There's a monster fight. Right, a giant, like, purple crab monster. Yeah. Well, Jacob's like, he's like, listen, we just got to row out of here. We'll get on the sea. We'll put the sail up on the life raft. We'll take off for some form of civilization. If any monster's around, trust me, I'm a hunter. I'll know if they're within 100 miles. And as he's saying that, this, like, giant blue crab monster. Like, right, like, right over his shoulder. And the monster shows up. He's like, I might be a little off my game. And there's, like, a whole battle. Right. So they're fighting the crab monster. Uh, and... Uh, Maze is like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I just get all pumped up and then wing it. <laughs> yep. And so as he's failing to wing it, the monster, the crab monster is trying to eat the boat. It's mm-hmm. got like a really creepy radial mouth thing. Right. It has a, yeah, it has a radial mouth, like a sore, like a Sorlax. What is it called? I think you've mixed, um, the, uh, the monster from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And the Lorax. Surely. What is it called? Um, why can't I remember this? Because <laughs> we're drunk? Oh, yeah, probably. 
but the um, Sarlacc. Mm. Sarlacc. It's right, close. So. It's close. Yeah, so like a big, like a big gross, like sarlacc mouth with the like little individual like fingers. And it's totally gonna eat them. But red bluster shows but up. But then the red bluster shows up and it saves them from the other monster. And it's like a Godzilla King Kong kind of fight, like mm-hmm. where these like puny humans are running around trying not to get killed. Right, and there's a thing with a bunch of legs versus like a thing with like like a lot of strength. A lot of strength. And what ends up happening is um, Jacob ends up seeing a spot and throws a harpoon into, like, the crook of the arm mm-hmm. of the crab. Yeah, like, the under, in between the arm, like, the armpit area. And then Bluster's able to grab the other arm, the claw arm, and just, like, chuck this thing into, like, the next time zone. Right, into the ocean. And everything's good. And, um... And Massey in this was on the crab, but ends up, like, falling into the water and almost drowning. And Jacob's, like, freaking the hell out. Right. Trying to find her. His boat's trashed, but, like, the little blue guy shows up and, like, floats Massey up to him. hmm And he gets her, and, like, the red bluster's, like, just there. Right. Just around. Just making sure everything worked out okay. hmm And, um, Massey's like, well... I mean, here we are. That's cool. Maybe the Red Bluster is here to help us. And Jacob's like, bullshit. Like, that's a monster. Right, right. I have seen uh, monsters just like that kill so many humans. Like, no. We're we're in a constant war. Yeah. And so Massey's like, listen, let me see if I can communicate. So she's in the boat and she's like, she holds up like a rock. She's like, this is me. This is a slightly bigger rock that's Jacob. We're in this thing. This is you. Can you put us on your head and sail us away? And Jacob's like, you're putting on a bumpkin puppet show for a monster. She's like, shh. See if it works. <laughs> and so Red just like dives down into the water. Jacob's like, see, she's leaving us forever. Yeah, thanks for nothing. But like, that's not gonna... And then she... Picks them up and starts sailing them out to sea, like on her head. The red mm-hmm. bluster picks them up on her head and starts sailing them out. And Jacob's like, "Well, I'll be fucked." Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you communicated with a monster, and the monster is helping us. Right. And Matthew's like, "Told you so." Like these things are pretty cool, actually. Right. Right. And Jacob's having literally all the feels in this right. like, his he, entire world, his whole life. His whole life, his livelihood, his chosen family. Like, Mm -hmm. it's all called into question. And so, like, they're just sailing out. And, like, Jacob's like, all right, you know, taking a reading on his sextant. And he's like, I think we need to be heading, like, slightly to starboard. Right. We need to turn a little bit. And she's like, well, we got to talk to the the, the, to Red here to figure that out. He's like, we'll call her Red. And... I'll handle the talking. So he, like, rappels down in front of her eye and he's like, we need to go starboard. Right. Right. Hey, dumb monster piece of shit. You like, need to turn. That way. And Massey's like, yeah, it's not working out for you. So he's like, it's about to work out. And you can tell the monster's just, like, looking at him like, what the fuck is with this guy? Right. And Maisie's like, is it? Is it really? He's like, let me give it a try. So she repels down in front of the other eye of the monster and just, like, puts her feet against the monster's, like, body, or, like, 
face. Yes, like I crease. And then just like sticks her hand out in front and just is like pointed and then just kind of leans to the right. Right, like can we turn just a little bit like this? This little like that and the monster just turns gently to the right and Jacob's like, well, I'll be damned. Fuck you. Massey gets back up uh, and then sees all these harpoons mm-hmm. on the back of this monster and is like, oh, you've had a rough life. Right, right. No and wonder no wonder you don't trust humans. And starts taking the harpoons out. And every time she does, like, the red's like, eh. Like, right. little like, like, like pulling out a splinter. It hurts. But it's also probably pretty relieving. Uh-huh. These are no longer there. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. our hunter crew on the inevitable are approaching an island. And the atmosphere around this island is yellow because it's, it's evil. It's creepy. And so the crew, like, are all, at like, on edge. And Crow gets off the boat and goes down into, like, this grotto. Right, and Sarah Sharp is like, you don't need to do this. You don't, you're better than this. You don't need this. And he's like, I need everything. Yeah, like, this is my best shot. Like, I will take any advantage I get on this last mission because mm-hmm. fuck it. And if I fail, then everything We fails. all fail. Our whole, a whole mm. industry and livelihood. And so this is Glenn Batterby. Who is a witch. Yes. And she's got potions and magics and poisons and weapons to deploy them. And she's like, listen, I got this potion, this poison. It'll take down the biggest sea beast. Right. I got this weapon called the Hand of God that's big enough to deliver it to any sea beast. Any sea beast. It's just so you're good. A giant cannon. So you can have them. He's like, well, what's it going to cost you? And she's like, everything. And I'm like, that's not a price. That's very vague. Be vague. Like, I feel like you need to be really specific. Yeah. When dealing with witches. But also, like, there's not comeuppance. Like, the witch does not come back. No. And demand payment. Like his firstborn or, like, his Or his soul or, like, whatever. You know, like. I feel like, like maybe that's just hanging out for the sequel. Later. Maybe. Later, that witch comes back and is like, hey. But ominously, it just kind of ends with him just kind of agreeing to the deal. Right. To be like, sure, everything sounds good. So, we're back on Red. Mm-hmm. And Jacob's trying to harpoon fish off the side of Red's fin, but can't hit a damn thing. Right. He's like, uh, I'm used to, like, bigger targets. And they're like, yeah, you fucking suck at this. And he's like, shut up, man. So, Red just kind of, like... You, you see this monster literally roll her eyes. Yes. And start doing like this tight circle and get tighter and tighter and tighter. Which which pools all of the fish uh, in like a real controlled area and, and makes some of them flip out yeah. of the current. So they can literally just grab the fish that wash up on her side. And, mm-hmm. she, and they're like, well, I guess that's working out. She's looking out for us. And so they get all these fish, and, like, the blue puppy thing, like, eats so many that it can't even walk. Like, it's just a big... They'll literally roll it. Yeah. It's super adorable, by the way. And um, Jacob has also eaten a few. I don't know how they cooked them. I didn't really think about that. Maybe they didn't cook them. It's, like, all tartar. It's, like, sushi. And Jacob gets up and starts looking out and starts picking out the harpoons Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, including looking at one of them and realizing it's got the same, like, coat of arms engraved on the side of the harpoon. That like, it's from, it's from his ship. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's a inevitable 
tattoo or a hunter tattoo. But, mm-hmm. like, definitely he's like... Who else is hunting sea monsters? There's a number... We had a hunter ship right at the beginning. You know. There are many hunter ships. Right. So either it's a hunter tattoo or an inevitable tattoo. I'm yeah, sure. I think it's the inevitable tattoo. Like, I think it's him. Probably. And so... Starts helping out, and then, like... Yeah, he starts to have some feelings. It's a real emo uh, moment. And he starts reading the book that Massey brought with her. hmm And he's like, this thing's, like, totally inaccurate. Like, we don't say yar that much. Like, that's not how I got my start. Like, four instead of five. Like... None of this is true. Who's writing this bullshit? And... And Massey's like, yeah, like, if the stuff you know is not true, how do we know the stuff from, like, long ago about, like, the monsters ravaging the coast and, like, stealing people off their vegetable patches? Like, how do we know that's true? Like, what if the monsters didn't start this fucking war? He's like, what if, right? Hmm." Right. And as they're thinking that, they see a storm on the horizon. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well... This isn't good. Right. Like, we got to take shelter. We got to sh- take shelter, but like we're on the back of a fucking. Right. No, beast. so like sea monsters will just like go to the bo- to go to the ocean. But we, we can't do but that. We can't do that. And so they're like, what are we going to do? And so they end up just going back in the nose hole mm-hmm. and watching this storm. And it's actually really a pretty sequence. This movie is pretty. It really is. It, it knows it's in 4K. Mm hmm. Again, it understands the assignment. It understands. <laughs> it is the movie that knows what it is. Um, you see, like some underwater scenes, some like giant kelp, some giant jellyfish, like all the lightning on the yeah. surface. Like it's really pretty. Bio bioluminescence in the water, you know. And like during this whole time, like Jacob kind of looks at his hunter tattoo, and it's like kind of covering it up. Like, yeah, like. Like, maybe. killing this whole situation. Right. It's not great. Now we're back on the inevitable. Yes. They got the Hand of God cannon fixed to the front, like some sort of With the poison. It's, like, comically outsized. Yes. I mean, it's supposed to kill a real big uh, sea beast. I guess so. Um, There's a red moon rising behind them, and, like, Owen's like, ah, Batterby's watching us. Like, bad things are afoot. Like, this isn't good. Um, you can tell there's a whole, like, almost mutinous kind of undercurrent. Like, right, where they're, they're feeling very uncomfortable about the course of uh, situations. What, what Captain decided to do. Right. Um, he's like, listen, this wasn't honorable. Like, the main currency of hunters is honor. If you don't have that, you ain't got shit. So, right. we're not cool with it. Um, but there's like a whole bunch of these like eel things racing at them, and they're like, "What the fuck are those?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's riddlebacks. Mm-hmm. Riddlebacks run from big monsters. So wherever the riddlebacks are running from, right? That's where we want to go to. So it's heading towards Run Pepper Island. Run Pepper Island. Rum. Rum. Rum Pepper Island. And on red, we jump back again, and Jacob's there. I'm like, yep, oh, yep, we're almost to Rum Pepper Island. I'm like, oh, yep, good job setting up that collision. Right, and they're like, you can't go any further than this uh, monster because it's not safe for you. So just let us off here. We'll probably be able to find, like, a 
a commercial vessel or something. Right, it'll be fine. I'll tell them the story of, whoa, they'll be like, oh, you're hunters. Like, right this way, please come on my ship. Like, right. please have relations with my daughter. Like, it'll be great. And, like, we'll, we'll get back to, like, civilization before you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Massey's like, well, like, what's going to happen after this? And Jake's like, I don't fucking know. I'm going to back on a boat. She's like, but, like, we had a thing, like, this monster is a thing. Like, we've learned some stuff. We've all grown as humans. Right. And Jacob's like, I haven't grown. He's like, but maybe we could be like a family. He's like, uh, family's <laughs> a big word. Don't like the word family. But me, you, and Red. He's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Me and Red are definitely not the two parental definitely figures. Definitely not family, man. And, um, Massey's like, well, we can't go back how things were. And he's like, watch me. <laughs> totally can. Like, do like 30 minutes and they get on the land and they're like trying to get red to like run away and red's like mm-hmm. yeah i'll just come out and see what's going on and so they go over the crest of the hill and they see the giant armada ship yes the giant armada ship and Jacob's like, okay. Oh, oh shit. Shit. Uh, Red, you gotta go. Right. And just like, and Red's like, no, I'm gonna take out the Armada ship instead. And so she does. Like, like, Mm -hmm. she's getting mad. And like, there's like an away team, like, getting supplies, probably like fruit and water and shit off the mainland, off the island. Let's not get all the scurvy. And um, one poor soldier sees her coming and shoots her Mm -hmm. with like a pistol. What or a rifle? Like what even is that? A fly? Yeah, and she just like loses her shit and right. Comes. It just makes her mad. It doesn't even hurt her. So she comes flying down the hill, and the ship tries to shoot at her, and there's cannonballs flying everywhere, and poor Jacob and Massey have to like jump around to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Two mixed results. Right. So Massey is struck by a cannon, or like close to tangentially it. struck by a cannon. Mm-hmm. And Red trashes the away boats around the shore and then, like, jumps into the little harbor where it's at, or bay or whatever. Right, and trashes that boat. Literally splits it in half. Yes. And just, like, stands up on her, like, haunches to watch it sink. Right. Like, I don't have time for this bullshit. It's like a cat sitting up after it's thrown up in your bed. Like. Yes, it's true. She knows what she did. She knows what she did. She's fucking proud. Um... And Jacob, like, tries to get her to focus back on them and Massey and protect Mm -hmm. them. Um, And Red starts to calm down. And then there's, like, a giant firework flare. Yes. From the inevitable. And she's like, oh, well, I gotta kill that fucking thing, too. And Jacob's like, just no. Like, just... Everybody just stop killing things. Like, why don't you just go back the other way towards the monster island and you could be fine. And so she swims out to the inevitable. Mm-hmm. And Captain Crow just lays Loses his goddamn mind. He's going crazy and he shoots her with the harpoon. The of course harpoon. he does. Of course he does. Okay, so this is, like, the, the biggest hubris mm-hmm. of this whole... Part where he shoots uh, her with the harpoon, but then he pulls back just in time because he wants to keep her alive until just the right moment 
when he can have a public execution because he loves the drama. Well, so his comment to the king and queen, part of the dare, dare that Jacob arranged, was that he would return the red bluster to them. And I think in Jacob's mind it meant bringing the horn, but the captain heard it as like, no, the whole fucking thing. The whole fucking thing. It has to be alive. And so he's going to haul her back. Right, and the first mate's like, uh, I feel like it's best to let the poison do the work. And the captain's like, don't worry, you're pretty little head about it. And he's like, I mean, I'm real fucking smart. Yeah. So maybe you should listen to me. Yeah, the captain's like, there's no flight left in her. And Sarah's like, pretty sure there is. Pretty sure that's not true. I don't believe that for a second. And as they're sailing away, there's another little boat comes on the horizon and it's Jacob and Massey. And Aww. And Captain's like, the fuck? I thought you were dead, eaten by uh, the Red Bluster. And so we pick up their story in, like, I guess what would be the, the like, sick bay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Crow's talking to Jacob, and Jacob's like, yeah, and then I think this monster saved us. And Crow's like, impossible. Bullshit. Yeah. No way. Like, that's not how monsters work. Right, these monsters are brutal and terrible, and they will kill us all. And Crow's like, have you ever, or Jacob's like, have you ever, like, actually interacted with them besides, like, stabbing them with harpoons? Because, like, I'm pretty sure what the reaction would be like if any of us got stabbed with harpoons. It's similar. Not, yeah, it's not. It's not great. Not great. No one is at their best when being stabbed by harpoons. And Massey wakes up and, like, runs over, tries to stab the captain. And the captain's like, oh, I like this one. Full of vinegar. And Jacob has to, like, stop her from stabbing him. Um, Doesn't she wake up, like, in, in like, Sarah Sharp's, uh, like, office? I guess. Like, Maybe she, it's later. She comes up with a weapon real quick mm-hmm. and, and tries to stab him. And so he's like, well, let's get up to the deck and tell the crew you're not dead. And so they go up and the crew's like, hey, it's Jacob. Oh, my God, oh you're my not gosh. dead. We thought you're all dead. We thought you was a toad. No, wait. No, that's a different movie. Yeah. Um, And Massey then is talking to Sarah at night and she's like, you got to help me. Like, I know you're like loyal to the fault. You're the most loyal first mate. That's what all the books say. But like. Something something is off. Like these these monsters were like really kind to us and they saved our lives and they you know, like there's there's up. there's something that, that doesn't fit. And Sarah's like not she doesn't say no, but she doesn't well, say yes she, at all. She was like, I believe you, but also this is my whole life. Yeah. And I don't know that I'm ready to throw all of that away. Right. It's a real crisis of faith. Indeed. So they roll up into town. Like, the first set of, like, so this thing, there's, like, a ring of islands mm-hmm. that are gated off from the monsters and, like, an inner sanctum. So they go into the first ring, towing a fucking sea monster. That is alive! I mean, it doesn't it's look al- very alive. I mean, it's alive! This is a live monster. Seems like a bad idea. Truly, truly. And Sarah Sharp is like, this seems like a bad idea. And uh, Captain Crow's like, I can do what I want, bitch. His quote is like, this ship is is like, the ship will live on. Nothing can stop it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Something can but stop it. But it's also it. possible, like, I mean, his, like, three great-grandfather, like, was the captain of this ship. Right. And but he, probably not the captain of 
this right he, d- he did mention that like every every battle new boards are replaced like it's it's been reborn anew again and again it's Where, the ship like, of Sisyphus. Sisyphus yeah it's inevitable and eternal yeah it's it's not the inevitable that was here 200 years ago but it's but literally every board has been replaced but it is the concept of the inevitable that mm-hmm. is still floating so but um um, as this is happening, like, Sarah's locked in a hatch, but, like, the little blue guy pops up and, like, claws his way up and, like, just chomps Saves his her. way through, yeah. the, through the hatch so she can get out of the room. Um, and now they're entering the castle with the monster. And, like, again, like, I feel like these people have not seen the same movies I have seen. Right, right. They're like, oh my god, that's so books. great! I love this! If anybody in this movie had read Moby Dick, maybe they'd been like, Let's just kill it real good and dead now. And yes. then, like, maybe bring in this trophy. Um, and as Massey, like, looks out the door, she sees the royal seal. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know that symbol. And she, like, pulls out her little book. And it's got the royal seal on it. Right. And then she pulls out every book on the shelf. And she's like, oh, it's all propaganda. All the histories have been written by the conquerors. Yes. Turns yes. out. That's how history works. Yeah. It's the story of the Conquerors. We, should, we shouldn't even just call it history. Conqueror story. We should just call it the Conqueror story. So, like, Massey climbs out to Red and starts trying to cut the cords that are being used to tow her. Mm-hmm. And then Captain Crow rolls up in the middle of the harbor, like, where, like, it's like where the ceremonial where they crescent boats. And right. Like that. Right. It's a very shallow pool. The palace is like right there, ready, you know, with like a big observation deck and all that. Mm-hmm. And he challenges the queen and he's like, listen, you said the Hunting of Hunters was over. I fucking hunted this thing down. It's not over. Watch me kill it right here right. in front of you. Right. And I'll see you on me all the monies. And, but, like, Red is starting to wake up. Like, mm-hmm. the poison's wearing off. And the captain goes to stab the monster, and Jacob, like, stops him. And gives him his whole speech. It ends with, you know, you can be a hero and still be wrong. And Captain Crow's like... No, that's not how heroes work. So nope. then they have a duel. Yep. And, like, Crow's got to fight Jacob instead of just, like, stabbing the monster. Like, that would have solved the problem. And Jacob just would have been like, eh, fuck. Right, right. No, but no, he has to fight Jacob and then stab the monster. Right. Um, But Jacob is knocked out and, like, gets knocked off the monster. monster and all the hunter, other hunters on the ship are like, oh, Jacob, <gasps> like. Jacob, we, like, liked that guy. And so they go to save him. And the captain goes to stab the monster again, and this is where Sarah comes around the corner and sees Massey, like, cutting all the ropes. Is like, hmm. Maybe I should have given you a bigger knife. And just, like, cuts the rope. And then that one cut allows, Ma- like, Red to, like, flex its wings. Muscles. Muscles. And, like, pop all of the, uh, oh, the like, rope. net rope. And she comes to life, and she's like, Alive and like in like, a very shallow, yeah, she's yeah. mad as hell in a shallow pool in like front of the king and the queen, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit!" Like get the cannons, right? And she's like, "I don't care about any of this shit," and she starts destroying buildings. Yep, and the captain crow like has to climb out, and like he ends up finding this like real statue of like the like to the hunters statue, mm-hmm. which has a harpoon built into it, and grabs that harpoon out of. 
the like stone hands. Right, you know? to to stab the monster with that. And Red knocks him over and almost eats him before Massey's like, stop! And there's like a really long, awkward pause. Right, and it's like, if you eat him, then you are the monster that everyone says you are. Like... But like let's let's do something different. Let's, let's stop. stop this war. Like we we can just be done. And Jacob comes up beside her and picks up the harpoon that mm-hmm. um from the Crow statue. Had, from Crow had had. Now earlier, like when they were on the beach And he had his epiphany. He had his epiphany that like monsters were good. He tried to break this the harpoon over his thigh and like smashed it. Have you ever tried to do like break a no a stick over your thigh? No, it seems so hard. Yeah, I haven't either, but it, it he doesn't succeed. Right, so right. So he tries his other extra thigh, funny. and it's really funny. And so this one, he picks up this old this harpoon and snaps it over his thigh to symbolize like we're not fighting. Right. The no monsters. more killing monsters. And. He, they get on, or Messi and Jacob get on Red's back, and it lifts him up to to the level of the Queen and King, mm-hmm. and Massey just fucking unloads on right. the King and Queen. Right, and was like, are you done? And she's like, I'm not fucking done. Like... Yeah, he's like, the li- history's a lie told by these guys to, like, solidify their position and their power. Right, right, they built, they built their... Um, Kingdom. Kingdom on the backs of hunters, which they told a lie. You know, like... Yeah, they got us out there. Like, it's not a good life. It's not a good death. It's just serving their selfish self-interests. And, like, this is all bullshit. Right. Turns out, late-stage capitalism doesn't work for anybody. I mean, granted, this is probably something like late-stage feudalism, but, like... Right. Mid-stage capitalism. Yeah, fair. Um, and... King's like yelling at General to fire on Red, and the General's like holding her hand out and not giving the fire order, and then like puts her sword back in. And is like, listen, my brother was on the same ship that that girl's like. I forget what the name. Hey, is. the Monarch. The Monarch, which is the same ship that that girl's. Right, and that whole crew was lost. For you guys, some of you may die, but that is a that's a price, price I'm willing, willing to, to pay. pay, and. Um, she's like, I don't know how this war started, but I'm not going to continue it. Right. It can end here. And Captain Crow also is like on the shore and he's holding a sword and you see him drop it as well. Mm-hmm. And like all the cannon crew stand down, all the crew of the inevitable stand right, down. And they let uh, Red just float out of the harbor. I really wish this had sail on. <laughs> like, as, like, the exit music, but it's, like, all thematic and, like, no, some of, like no. symphonic and all that shit. Right, but, right. But that would be great. That would be a great get. Yeah. And then, like, hear Massey's voice again. She's like, let me tell you a new story about how, like, the Dredgemore, which is, like, the far sea out, out there, still unexplored. But Jacob and Massey and Blue now have a little house on the shore. Yeah, and they, like, made their own family. They made their own family, and it's, like, little blue critter and all that. And she is going to live a great life. And that's the end. That's the end. So, what do we learn from this movie? I mean, you should listen to the black women in your life. I mean, generally, yes. Always. I mean... Just listen, like, I'm not I'm not saying that you have to agree with them, but you have to listen to them. Because, mm-hmm. like, honestly, Sarah Sharp was always right. 
Like, any time that she was like, ah, I feel like you should do this. The captain's like, nah, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Maisie was also always right. Maisie was also always right. Well, like, at the beginning, she was like, I feel like there's something more to this. Mm -hmm. And she was right. But, like, the more turned out to be, like, a complete rewriting of this. Right, right. Um, History is written by the conquerors and those with interest to promote it. Like, yes, always. Always. This should not be a surprise to anyone. No, no, it's not. I don't think so. Um, forever wars are never winnable. Yes, and any time you uh, let your passion consume you, it costs you everything. Also true. There's a lot of things happening in this movie right. for it to be so and short. People can be heroes and still be wrong. That is true. Right. It is a very ham-fisted uh, moral, but it is true. Like, I mean, do I wish that wasn't true? Yes. But also, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what we learned. <laughs> Indeed. So on that note. Please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.